Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 6th of February, and my name is Helen Freer. Data seemed to weigh on equities and bonds yesterday, but this morning, Chinese equities are rallying. I'll be talking about all the latest market news with Lucia Chachulovic, first of all, this morning. Then I'm delighted to be also joined uh, today by Dario Messi. And as there's been a lot going on in bond markets lately, I'm looking forward to getting his latest thoughts on all of this. But let's start with a roundup of the latest market news. Good morning, Lucia. Good morning, Helen. Fresh data out yesterday showed that the U.S. services sector expanded for the 13th straight month. So that's really just another data point showing the resilience of the U.S. economy. What impact did this data have on markets yesterday? So, as you know, this strong economic data followed Jerome Powell's remarks from Sunday that the Fed sees no rush to cut interest rates. And so traders have lowered their expectations for interest rate cuts as the strong economic data suggests that rates may stay elevated for longer than anticipated. According to the Fed Watch gauge, the probability of a rate cut in March fell to just around 16%. And you remember, Helen, just a few weeks ago, this probability was seen at 80%. And for the full year, the market has switched from expecting six rate cuts to five and was even assigning about a 45% probability that this number could fall to four. And I guess this weighed on both bonds and equities yesterday. Could you give us a quick overview of yesterday's market action, please, Lucia? Sure. So Treasury saw their biggest two-day loss in months. 10-year yields climbed 14 basis points today and currently stand at 4.12%. And the more rate-sensitive two-year Treasury yield got close to 4.5%. The US dollar also climbed. It reached its highest level in almost three months against other major currencies. U.S. equity markets suffered broadly and small cap stocks were hit particularly hard. The Nasdaq tried to bounce back during the trading day, but it eventually also ended in the red. European markets also closed flat yesterday as investors here also digested the latest news out of the U.S. Let's move on to Asia Pacific, where the Reserve Bank of Australia left interest rates unchanged at 4.35%. But the main headlines in Asia have all been about Chinese equities that have rallied. Could you tell us what's been driving the moves there? Yeah, so there's news that the Chinese government is stepping up its efforts to stem the sell-off in equities with a series of policy announcements, including trading restrictions for certain investors and a pledge by a sovereign wealth fund to increase its stock purchases. President Xi Jinping is also due to receive a briefing from Chinese regulators on financial markets today, and this fuels market optimism that more stimulus is on the way. And so a key gauge of Chinese firms listed in Hong Kong jumped over 4%, while the mainland Chinese benchmark CSI 300 rose more than 3.5%. Okay, um, now today marks the halfway point in the earnings season and we have Mathieu Rashta, our head of equity strategy on the show tomorrow morning, talking to Bernadette about the results we've seen so far. Um, So listeners should definitely tune in for that. But Lucia, perhaps you could tell us a bit about some of the companies who came out with results yesterday, please. Sure. So yesterday, McDonald's was one of the key reporters and the company shares fell around 4% after it reported a miss in Q4 sales. The fast food company cited the conflict in the Middle East for the drop in sales. 
We also got numbers from SD Lauder, which announced layoffs and a new restructuring plan. And this sent its shares up more than 10% yesterday. And here in Switzerland, we just had the reports from UBS, which managed to beat earnings expectations and announced that it would resume a share buyback program of up to 1 billion in the second half of the year. And let's have a quick look at commodities and also the world of crypto. Could you tell us where they stand this morning, please? So oil prices are little changed this morning with the WTI close to 73 US dollar a barrel. Market participants here are waiting for developments in the Middle East where US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is currently discussing a ceasefire. As for gold, prices are down but still above the 2000 US dollar mark as they are weighed down by the stronger US dollar and the higher bond yields. Now, in crypto, interestingly, many crypto stocks fell yesterday together with the broader equity market, but Bitcoin has been rather resilient lately. It is trading comfortably above 42,000 US dollar. Okay, and finally then, what's on the agenda for today? So we've just received German factory orders, which came in much better than expected at 8.9% month on month. Otherwise, today's economic agenda is rather light. Key data point will be the Eurozone retail sales figure later today. Futures in Europe and the US are mixed, but mostly in the green currently. Excellent. Thank you very much, Lucia, for the great roundup this morning. Thanks for having me, Helen. Now, Dario, good morning, firstly. Good morning, Helen. So last week and also yesterday, as we just heard from Lucia, there was once again quite a lot of action in bond markets. We saw moves in both directions. What's your take on what's going on here, Dario? Uh, yes, indeed. It was a, was a heavy week. Uh, started off with the quarter re- refunding announcement by the US Treasury. Um, was quite optimistic and also a smaller projected deficit than probably most observers uh, expected uh, was certainly also supportive for bonds then um, with the outlook for lower treasury supply. But then the real decline in yields came later with the, with the issues of, of a smaller US bank. Um, there was again this fear of banking stress, worries of what we have yet to expect from the difficult environment for the commercial real estate sector and also the possibility for loan losses there uh, by the banking system. Um, later then, we had the Fed, it was no big surprise, and, and, and also the job market report on Friday uh, showed just once again this resilience that you also mentioned before already of the, of the US economy and specifically also of, of the labor market. Looking at bond yields yesterday, it seems the signals on US growth and resiliency are winning the battle. Yes, exactly. Uh, last week was different. The, the bank stress or uh, bank stress varies way more than the labor market signal. Um, but you're right, at the start of this week, the focus shifted back on the strong U.S. economy with the PMIs, as you discussed before with uh, Lucia, um, but also the, the Fed remarks, such as Powell's interview, or also the remarks from uh, Governor Kashkari. Um, and this led again to this uh, backup in yields. Do you think this is going to continue? How would you position a portfolio in such an environment? Well, we can't argue against the data on the labor market itself. It's just very resilient. And also current activity tracker uh, picking up once again, very strong. Um, So first of all, yes, the market might uh, indeed overestimate a bit how quickly the Fed will feel in the position to start cutting. 
when it comes then to the U.S. regional banks and, and commercial real estate, it's very difficult to say if there is really a broader uh, issue, underlying issue or not. Um, and it also simply depends on how the preference will be in terms of, uh, for example, uh, office usage. Our working assumption is that that even if there is a broader issue, it's not uh, sizable enough to, to be a systemic issue for the economy at this point in time. Um, but still, it could definitely lead to, to tighter credit conditions for, for corporates again, as lenders might just need to become more cautious in, in their lending activities. So it's quite simple for us in terms of fixed income strategy. Credit spreads are tight at this point in time. Valuations are super tight. There is no caution, very little room. Um, so we think it's just prudent to keep the quality tilt in bond portfolios and um, yeah, with spikes in longer dated bonds, it also gives, again, some opportunities to add longer maturities, if not already done. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Dario. Really good to hear your latest thoughts this morning. Thank you, Helen. So that's it for today. Thank you again to my guests this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette Anderka will be your host and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets, including Richard Tang, who has an update on China. And as I mentioned earlier, Mathieu Rashter, who'll provide an update on the earnings season so far. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.